Well, hello, everybody, my good friends. Uh, welcome to Barf. That's Backlog Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. Today, we're talking about It Takes Two, and I've got some really cool friends. There's more than two of us here. Um, I'll go ahead and introduce you guys. Uh, we're going to start with Chris. Go into uh, See, how am I going to do this? Because you guys are in Windows and people can't see it. Underneath me, you go ahead and you go first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my name is Chris Waterman. I am a co-host over at ECG Podcast. Glad to be here to talk about my personal game of the year. It takes two. What's up? Everyone check out ECG Podcast. Game of the year should be the next podcast. That'll be fun to see where all the votes lie because I'm very interested to see what everyone else does because we've got that wild card over there, Bobby. I don't know what he's going to end up doing. My but God. It'll be great. To my right, I'm going to introduce yourself. I Who's I don't right? I don't know who's to your yeah, right. Who's on yeah. the you right. Are. I have no idea. I'm sorry, you are. You are. You. Uh, you're pointing at on, nothing. On my screen, me. you're pointing at nothing. <laughs> this is yep. a shit show. Who's over here? <laughs> is that me? Is yep. that me? Go go for it. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. <it's> him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, apparently I'm to his right or left, one or the other, but uh, I'm Joel Campos. I co-host the Pixel Street podcast here with John Hansen. Um, and we just played through all of it takes two, so I'm excited to talk about it. And who's down here? Is this correct? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, you're pointing into the corner, but assuming that I'm the only one. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Assuming I'm the only one left. I'm John Hansen. I'm also from Pixel Street. Uh, we have a podcast that we are also going to be talking about our game of the year uh, coming up this week. And yeah, it takes two will more than likely be mentioned. Yes, it's a very liked game. Thank you guys for coming on here and talking with me about this game that you guys all like so much. And uh, what happened? Guess I'm not worried about it. Uh, anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> Craig is being an asshole. Uh, so, some basic info about It Takes Two. It's an action platformer developed by Hazelight Studios and Joseph Ferris, published by Electronic Arts, released on literally every console except for Switch in March 2021. Um, like Hazelight's debut title, A Way Out, the game does not have a single-player option. Uh, it is playable only in either online or local split screen. That's the thing. All his games are co-op focused. Uh, it Takes Two received favorable reviews and then won Game of the Year at, at this uh, last Game Awards. A uh, couple other little things. Joseph Ferris pushed his team to include as many mechanics and set pieces as possible since he believed the gameplay mechanic used repeatedly would become less special. He definitely they hit that on the game for sure. Uh, he described the game as a romantic comedy and Ferris provided motion capture for Dr. Hakim himself. So, we're going to, you know... He got those gyrations. Man, he was moving. <laughs> that book was getting it. So, we're going to go all spoilers here because there's it's hard to talk about this game without potentially bringing up spoilers. So, we can do whatever we want. It's fine. Everyone be aware that, you know, if you haven't played it... First of all, you should play it. Uh, it's also been nine months. It's also been a very long time. And it already <laughs> won awards. Uh, at the it's awards. on Game Pass now. So, like, it, yeah. you know. It's got a friend pass, like split it with somebody. It, there's no reason to not play this game. That's why we're talking about the game. So all spoilers ahead. What are your guys top? I have some categories to break down, but at the top, what do you guys think about this game? It's good. Chris, you can go first. <laughs> I'm going to just end. Yeah, uh, it's my personal game of the year. I, I, I thought, <clears throat> you know, um, this game embodies everything that I look for in a video game. Uh, you know, it, it fulfills its design mission, which is, obviously to to make a, a good co-op uh game uh, as you you pointed out um he wanted to include as many mechanics as possible to so as not to cause fatigue and i think the game excels in that regard probably um my favorite feature of the game was um 
once I realized that they weren't going to repeat any mechanics, like it wasn't going to build on itself necessarily other than within like a single level. Um, I just, I look forward to each new level. And, and as I was kind of, you know, getting a little, uh, not fatigued, but like, like ready for the next thing. Like it was, you know, the time for the boss fight and moved on to the next thing. So, I mean, I, I just absolutely love this game. I mean, I thought it was a joy to play, uh, who knew that, a game about divorce could be so uh, lighthearted and fun. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought this game was very special. John? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, the the variety and everything within the game, like you've both said so far, I mean, it's abundant, obviously. Uh, there was a bit of that to a lesser extent in A Way Out. You had all the mini games and the levels there we're a bit different, not by any means on the scale that they are in It Takes Two, but uh, yeah, I think there was only one chapter that me and Joel said that we just weren't crazy about. Um, we could get to that later, but uh, and yeah, just the writing overall. It, I don't, some I've known some people that get very uh, what's oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just they're not too happy with the writing because it's the whole traditional oh because of the story we have to make sure these two people get back together like we have to have that happy ending and i don't really think that may and cody are a great couple i think this would have been a lot more interesting of a story if they did divorce and that they like we could see like a little bit of how they work together uh but maybe that's also because i grew up in a family that my parents were divorced since I was two uh me and my daughter's mother we broke up when she was two so that's just kind of something I've been used to and I work with her so well so just like placing myself in the situation I was kind of like I kind of want to see them do something different than okay now they like each (laughs) other again and everything's all hunky-dory but uh overall great game Joel uh yeah I I agree a lot on what both of uh, John and Chris are saying, uh, like the gameplay is really cool, really kept you on your toes. Like, all right, this level, like, what are we going to be doing? You know, like they just change it up so often. And I think they kind of did that in a way out, but then they kind of took it to the next level. And it takes two, like in a good way. Um, it felt like they were changing it up more often than in a way out. Um, I also think they expanded the levels a lot more than in a way out because after we beat the game, me and John went back and cleaned up the achievements in a way out that so we cleaned up achievements in a way out and i definitely felt like it was much more linear of a game than it takes two was at parts there were many levels and it takes two where it was very linear but there were also ones where it gave you the freedom to do what you wanted like there were like what was the the snow globe level we got to that big open area and we just like ran around like all right what is there to do here for like the first 20 minutes we were there Instead of just going to the objective and then you could choose which of the three, you know, towers you want to go take out first. Um, and then going back to the story on what was John was saying about divorce, I think that if they did actually get divorced at the end, it would have been much more impactful, like he was saying, because I think most people in one way or another have been affected by divorce. You know, whether it's your parents, yourself, you know, an aunt, uncle, whatever it may be, everybody has an experience with it. So I don't know. I think there's a lot that you know, I saw in the game personally. Um, 
just in terms of you know the whole divorce thing because like john my parents were divorced when i was seven so i don't know there was just like a lot of stuff along the way when i was like oh yeah that that makes sense but yeah the fact that they got back together i think kind of hurt the ending of the game for me but i understand why they needed to do it uh in a weird way because I, i guess there are like those hints and everything like oh they're starting to get together a little bit better now in our let's play that we recorded i like there's multiple times where I say that, oh, look at them. They're like, they're the connection's starting to get back and everything. But then it is just like always them like constantly reminding each other, oh, I can't wait until we're divorced. Yeah, when this is over, you get to have her and we'll go on vacation. And then she gets a second vacation with you. And then after May does her singing, it's like, okay, I love you again. I'm like, mm, okay. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a great game. I loved it. It's definitely going to be in my list of top games this year. For sure. Yep. Uh, echo a lot of what you guys say. I think it's very good. I understand why it won Game Awards because people like things. It is very unique. I'll give it that 100%. Constantly changing up gameplay is like a big deal. And I think they hit on that perfectly. But I'm also with you where the story stuff is not good. I just think it's straight up not good, actually. Not even that I'm iffy on it. Uh, do not enjoy that at all. As, again, someone who my parents... This is exactly this is, this is so funny. My parents stayed together until I was an adult and then they got divorced. So they forced themselves to stay together for 20 years. And I was like, that is not what you're supposed to do. No, that's you, this is this is not the the message of this game is not a good one. When the you know Rose is like, oh, it's my fault you guys are getting divorced. She's like, no, we'll stay together. It's not your fault. And it's like, oh boy, that's that that is not a good mindset. I'm telling you right now, that is that is not gonna end up good. But I mean, again, it's the ending of the story, but I think that part is bad. I also don't remember any of the characters except for Dr. Hakeem. I like Dr. Hakeem a lot, but I, while we were playing, I forgot our main characters' names. I'm like uh, Troy and Cody and Cody. Mindy. Uh, May. Cody. It's Cody May. and May. Cody. Do look at you. Struggling, huh? So I think, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of interesting, like, symbolism uh, in this game, um, like, told through, like, the environmental story. I, I think one of the things that really s- struck out to me, like, um, I, I don't disagree, by the way. Uh, I, I fully expected this to have kind of like a bittersweet ending, you know, like where it was going to be, oh, they're going to be a um, harmonious like divorce couple where like, like it's what's best for them, but like they're, they're, they're going to collaborate like, you know, uh, and, and make sure that like, um, what's their daughter's name? Crap. Rose. Rose. It's going to have a great life, um, you know, like even though like the parents are separated. But I think like some of the other messaging, I really, really dug like the um, the imagery of like the the abandoned like garden, you know, um, in the greenhouse and and sort of like the dilapidated state of like the tools and stuff, I think was a great way to kind of show like maybe like the mental state of like the characters and sort of the things that they were going through and like where they're at, like um, as, as the game begins and, and kind of the things that they learn about them themselves along the way. And, um, you know, getting back to like the, their, their hobbies and you know what makes them a person and all that. I, I liked all that stuff a lot. Yeah. That stuff was cool, but it has nothing to do with them getting together. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, yeah. <laughs> Especially for like all the points they make are fair where he's like, you're never home. She's like, you don't work. I'm the only one who makes this family work. And like, he argues with her and guilts her for being at work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Bro, someone's got to pay the bills. But I understand yeah. what they're saying. But it's <laughs> yeah. like, that, that, that's not how the real world works. If this was a fairy tale, you know, when we were dolls, yes, that's how it would work. But that's not how real life works. So that yeah. ending is kind of weird. But again, overall, I think the game's very good. It'll be in my, probably be in my top five. I don't want to give anything away because there's a contest about Game of the Year stuff. But 
yeah, it's definitely in top five for sure, without a doubt. Um, but yes, very good. I don't know if game of the year for me, but we'll have to see when we get there. So now that we took a top view of everything, I guess the first thing I want to go about is talk about is gameplay stuff. As again, constantly changing mechanics, all that is super cool. Is there anything that stuck out to you, like favorite, either mechanic or area level, whatever it is? Uh, for sheer surprise me. factor, the the toy level for me is like gotta be um, the end of that. Number one was probably the hardest I've laughed on stream ever <laughs> before on Twitch. I was streaming that, playing with my brother, and he was like squealing, like and like screaming. Uh, is that Moon Baboon? Um, no, no, with cutie. cutie. Were you the elephant, cutie with, the, oh. with the elephant? Yeah, that's great. I love that. Were <laughs> oh, you just dragging her? Yeah, that was good. I mean, for a culmination, and then like everything up to that, like the boat ride and like all the other stuff. I just think that level is like masterclass. So that's my favorite. Yeah, I, I think I agree because when me and John were the whole level, I was like, John, we got to go kill this fucking elephant. <laughs> and then when, when we when we finally got up there, I was like. Man, I didn't think that it was going to be this like drawn out and like so crazy. Like <laughs> that, like she was just like screaming for her life. And at one point, I was like, John, we can't do this. <laughs> right there, I knew the parents were bad people. They're like, we have to kill her favorite toy. This is the only way it'll work. And they're just really dead set on doing it. It's like, oh, wow, you guys are bad. It's like something out of South Park, like genuinely. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I, I agree with you guys that the toy level is probably my favorite. Uh, of course, cutie. That whole thing is just amazing. Even though that uh, the cutscene after that, where they're literally dancing in her tears, it's so fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, yes. that is so fucked up. Like, just as a dad myself, I was just looking at that and I was like, I hate these two right now. I despise them. Uh, but that level, like also made fidget spinners kind of cool to play with, which was yeah. interesting. Uh, they had a bunch of little toys and everything that you could play with. Uh, yeah, no, the the toy level is probably my favorite as well. The only one that like sticks out to me that I didn't like as much is the garden level. Um, I felt it was really slow. And uh, so our first playthrough, I played as May. So I had the, uh, the sickle and the... Um, the water spray and i just felt like everything i was doing was just really slow like it's very built on uh the enemies as well that attack you and everything and it just didn't feel like it meshed as well as the other levels do to me but uh other than that every level is great yeah that's i think that's fair i i played as may as well for uh for that playthrough um i interestingly enough um convinced my wife to like Play, we're like slowly she's not a gamer like slowly working through this but uh we were at a holiday party for work and i had recommended like I got, I got a new boss back in like july and he was like listen um oh you're a gamer oh you do a gaming podcast like i need something that like i can co-op like with my wife like we like to play but she's like you know like a, a very like light like new gamer and i was like well it, t- it, it takes to like do that like it you, there's no lives you know you could die and fail but it's like not frustrating and uh they just were going on and on and on at the holiday party and uh wife was like all right let's that's let's, awesome. get, let's, let's get back to this like we had started it and and uh yeah it's i think it's a it's a fun game to play like uh 
you know, with an, I mean, but with a spouse, like it, it has that kind of like extra layer of, <laughs> of like cooperation and stuff. So I swapped um, characters. So I'll be interested to see like what the Cody bits feel like when we do the, the other levels. Yeah, I enjoyed the squirrel into the bee oh. wasp stuff. Because oh, I like yeah. the little military squirrels. They're ridiculous. I forgot, and about, then, I uh, forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That one was pretty fun. Pretty it's solid. so early in the game that it. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry to cut you off, Adam. I just wanted to like give a shout out to uh, the third member for Pixel Street. Well, he used to be. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Connor, uh, the first time we were playing, he was playing as main. He got that fight. And he's a massive fighting fan. So just the whole uh, 2D fight with the squirrel on top of the plane, oh, yeah, on the plane yeah. was amazing. Just hearing him like scream, like he's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, so here's this one will work well for you, two because this question pertains to you, too. They mean Chris had different experiences. So how was it playing co-op for you? Because I also played May the whole time and I played with my friend George on his stream. And then, Chris, you said you played with your brother and uh, your wife slowly, and then you two played together. So how do you feel it is as a, as a co-op experience like all around? I, I think that it was better than most co-op games are. Um, because in this game, I felt like, you know, there's stuff that John would have to do. It's not something I could have done myself. So, like, whether it was me, you know, me playing as Cody in that um, the uh, garden level, I would have to pull some plants down for him to shoot. Um, and stuff like that. Same thing with the magnet level. I forget what level was that. Um, but where you each had half of a globe. magnet. Oh, the, the snow, snow globe. globe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that that was really cool. The way that it actually makes you do stuff as opposed to like my fiance, she's not a gamer either. And there are times like we'll play a Mario game or something and she won't know what to do. And I'll just run over there and do it. So playing a game like this might benefit, you know, helping her learn you know how to play games. She just she can't get the two thumb thing down, which I get. Like that could be confusing for somebody who doesn't game. And a game like this that would actually make her, like, you know, if I'm like, hey, I literally can't do that. You have to figure it out. You know, something like that. Um, so yeah, I thought the co-op aspect of it was great. That it, you know, made you work together as a team and not just one person could run through the whole thing uh, by themselves essentially. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to try this with my daughter because she's nine and. I, I would be interested to see how well she uh, takes to it because uh, she's a bit of a gamer, but again, she's nine. Uh, so if it's not Roblox or Minecraft, who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, playing cooperative with Joel, there there was a lot of those moments where it's like, yeah, I, there's, there's not enough cooperative games, focused cooperative games. You have a way out, but the last game that this game really reminded me of was Portal 2. And that came out in what 2011 so like it's been a decade since we got as good of a cooperative game as this um yeah i just uh i think cooperative it's the best on the market right now for like new games there's nothing that really comes close you could play uh team games like call of duty or something but you're not really being cooperative you're just playing the game solo and stacking your points together so I played this with my uh, my younger brother and, um, you know, we grew up doing couch co-op together, like from SNES to like N64, like any kind of couch uh, co-op game. So <clears throat> we played um, A Way Out previously, really enjoyed that. 
um, for what it was. And then we were both pretty shocked, like at the jump in quality on this one. But um, like, I, I think like the amount of laughing and sort of like weird emergent, like goofing off that happens with this game. And it's great that you can see your, your co-op partners like screen while you're playing too. Cause you can kind of, get a little preview of whatever mischief they're up to. Like if, if you're like, it encourages you to kind of like, you know, get off the beaten path and, and kind of goof around. And I think that just like, I mean, that that's what makes this game work so well is that like, there's nothing about it. That's, you know, serious and, um, to the, to the detriment of like having fun, you know, like there's goals and you can, as I've said, you can fail, um, but it's never frustrating. And, uh, you know, even like the little mini games where there's kind of the uh, encouraged like uh, rivalry that you do, like where you're, you're playing stuff like, uh, you know, we, we would. All right. Best best two out of three. Like, yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, I really understand the first first round there. We, we got to do best two out of three here. Uh, it's just so wonderful. You know, like, I don't know, like there, it, it it captured something um, from my youth that um like I, I, you just don't see in video games very much anymore, and I think that's probably why. Like I've taken to this game so much is like, um, like fun is like kind of like the primary objective, and um, like just the entire time I had had a good time playing it. So, so this is the the part where I diverge from not everybody, some people. So I played with George because Chris is like, you guys got to play, got to play it. All right, we'll play it. And George is over on the ECG podcast, by the way. I don't know if I said that or not. And we were playing it, you know, who's doing it on stream. So it's like, all right, got a couple hours. Another one of my problems with the game. I feel it's a little too long. I'm just going to put that out there now. I feel like that yeah. game was like two hours shorter. It'd be a lot better when it was like, oh, I'll get to the daughter. Uh, now get to the elephant. Now get these four pieces of paper. I'm like, okay, guys, let's calm down. Relax. Maybe three pieces of paper. But it ended up being fine because I like all the levels. Um, so we were doing it in sections, of course, because we had to. And we were having a good time. But me and him you know, they message each other. He's like, Hey, when you want to play again, let me know. But he's like, I'm not like, I enjoy the game while I'm playing it, but I'm not dying to play this game to completion. And I was like, you know what? I feel the exact same way, my dude. Like, I think it's very good, but the minute I close out of it, I don't think about it again until it gets brought up. So our co experience was fun. I had a good time with George, but we were also on the same wavelength. We're like, I think this game is good. I just, I'm not dying to beat this game at this exact moment. So that was an interesting way to play the game but we both had fun i think he had fun i enjoyed it a lot but i don't know it just didn't it grabbed me but it didn't like grab me like when i had when i played death loop i just want to do nothing until i beat death loop yeah. when i played this game i was like we can take our time and it is what it is and again still enjoyed it but it didn't grab me but so. isn't that like what the co-op game used to be like right like the like the co-op game like of old like was like the game that you played kind of like in between the shit that you wanted to kind of like binge i don't know maybe with the exception of like a halo or like a gears of war say my like 700 that. hours of pub PUBG say otherwise that uh <laughs> play that well console. but that's like you know that's online like mm -hmm. that's a persistent kind of thing like i don't know i'm trying to think like what the closest analogy to, to like there's to not a one. lot of co-op games anymore they basically got rid of all of them I know. Well, even like old games that would what would be like the closest analogy to something like this though? like like a like a mario party maybe back in the day mm, when you had to yeah. have people to play with? Yeah. it's not co-op but yeah i mean even like you know like way back donkey kong country like was like you mm -hmm. like you'd swap on and off like it wasn't yeah, like it's not uh, playing at the same that's the thing time. where you have to do it which makes sense for the story and i think it makes the game stronger but then yeah. it's also like, we'll just get to this when we get to this instead of being able to just keep doing what you want to do. So I think it was a smart move, but I just think that, you know, yeah, I it, wasn't clamoring for it. 
I agree. I, I definitely agree with your point. Like that, it's a lo- like I would have either trimmed some levels down, like a little bit, or like uh, like t- uh, to y'all's point, like the uh, the garden level. I feel like you could have cut out entire. I don't think anything was really gained by that level at all. Um, like that is by far the weakest, and uh, even I like the B level, but I feel like that one was a bit long for for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that one changes mechanics like three times. It's like, yeah, it's a long yeah. level. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, again, I'm not saying I don't like the game. It's just like, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so the last thing, unless anyone has anything mm-hmm. else, talk about the story. We got to get to it. We talked about it at the top. How, how do we feel this story? Again, I'll say I don't agree with the message. I think the message is bad. I honestly think the message <laughs> is bad in the game. Um, but I do like the actors. Do- I See, here's the thing about Dr. <clears throat> Hakeem. I fucking love Dr. Hakeem. Every time he was on screen, I was like, man, this guy is great. But then I'm like, also, that is a white voice actor doing a Hispanic impression i don't know how to feel yeah. about that but he's very good i'll give it to him he's very good i like dr Hakeem a lot he's when he said you gotta turn your relationship into relationship i fucking lost it or whatever yeah. like he Kaka. said shit uh, it was so like good. Kaka. So, yeah i fucking love dr Hakeem so much so uh, that's a character i enjoy i like main cody but again the message i'm just like this little girl thinking that it's her fault and then them like no you should be like hey it's not your fault we love you but Sometimes parents got to do what they got to do, I think would have been a smarter move instead of just we fell in love because she sang. One of the things me and John kept laughing about is that Rose, the little girl, kept walking up to her parents and talking to them. They were not responsive. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Tom's all right, Rose, you're on mom the couch. Been, oh, she's you're been the sleeping headache? there for for 10 hours and you're I was still like, talking. I'm like, it should be like the next day how long this game is taking. Like, this should, yeah. she should have gone to bed and everything how long this has been going on. <laughs> I, I do want to say really quickly, so the the actor for uh, Dr. Hakeem was born in Mexico City, so he really, he, yeah, it just maybe it's like more of an affectation to like, you know, drive the point home or something, but gotcha, because when I saw his picture, I'm like, that's a white guy, but it's, I might be wrong, he's born in Mexico Joseph City. Bal- Balderrama is his name, but, uh, okay. but again, regardless of what his, what the actor's race was, I thought, I thought Hakeem was great, but Knowing that he's born in Mexico City makes me feel a little bit better. He's also the voice of Cody. That's why, because I'm like, oh, he's definitely a white dude because he's Cody. Oh, yeah, but he's also Dr. Hakeem. So, he but he's, like he's biracial. Yeah, he's yeah, bi- yeah, for That's sure. That's fine. Good because he's funny as fuck. So I didn't want to feel bad about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't know that it was Cody. That's interesting. Yeah, I noticed at the very end when like they have lines back to back. I'm like, oh, hold on a second. You guys sound yeah. sort of familiar here, okay. which is a thing in voice acting you're not supposed to do is have two characters voiced by the same person. But yeah. I didn't notice until like literally like the singing level. I was like, oh shit, that's you. Oh, cool. And I thought he was uh, definitely like funny. You know, he uh, like I said, a little bit exaggerated, like right, like in terms of like the the character. But I think that's kind of the point too. Is like. Yeah. Not supposed to be subtle at all, right? Like he's got like the the mustache and the big heart on his, you know, chest and all that. She found him in the trash because it's a trash book. Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot about that. That's funny. Oh, oh, whoever, whoever wants to go next. Okay, okay, yeah, um, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I'm with you. The the overall message, I think, it would have been much better if they actually divorced broke up and were able to work together as separate parents. Um, I just think that's the much better alternative than forcing a relationship. But uh, yeah, there are uh, different points of the game. I, I I said that the ending feels rushed, but I think that's because a lot of like the ending points of the different chapters feel rushed. 
the garden level, I'm right there with you, Chris. That could have been completely cut out because pretty much the entire time it's just Cody moaning, oh, she never, she would never encourage my gardening. And then at the end, oh, I, I should have encouraged him. Everything's okay now. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I think this is just a thing with Hazelight because A Way Out had a really weird ending as well that like the whole problems of that could have been just avoided if Vincent just didn't reveal he was a cop in front of uh Leo. So it's like I, I think Hazelight just Joseph Ferris and that whole team, they're so focused on making like a cinematic game here. I think I think their writing maybe takes a little bit of a hit because they're just so focused on the cinematics and everything and making the fun game, which isn't a bad thing. Like not every game has to have a perfect story or anything. It just is something that I take away from both of these games, which I still love both of them. I think they're excellent games. They're the best cooperative games on the market right now. And I love them. Uh, But it, this just the story we mentioned Rose where I, I want to feel bad for her, but also every time I see her in the game, I want to make fun of her. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, there's just so many things in there that I'm like, the story isn't the selling point of this game by any means. No, I mean, everything takes a backseat to the, to the mechanics, uh, both in this and uh, a way out. And uh, to your point, yeah, like it's a absurd way to like go about ending a way out but like i will say like not to get on a a huge tangent that made for like the greatest like mechanical like twist to all of a sudden be like oh shit oh shit yeah Yeah. i was losing my mind (laughs) but yes it is it is for like uh for narrative purposes purposes it is uh, utterly absurd sorry but go ahead go ahead joel uh yeah the story you know much of the same of what everybody's been saying you know like at times it's really good and then at times it can be really bad um like john was saying is like every level you go through and then it's like oh wait that's all i need to do this whole time was care all right let's do it and then i don't know like i think that it must it like i said earlier would have had much more of an impact at the ending if they did you know realize like hey we still love each other still respect each other but we need to divorce like or at least you know take a break something um not just you know a happily ever af- after ending um because yeah th- they're definitely going to still have problems everything is not just going to be fixed within a 10-hour video game um it feels so oh, yeah i don't know it, it feels just very forced like they're like okay we've got this thing we really want to hit the retail ending and we just we just have to hit it <laughs> like uh, i don't know i i just yeah i just can't get over them actually ending up together at the end and and the whole the whole thing that gets them out of their doll forms was just a kiss like that's such a fairy tale ending like trope classic disney you know kind of stuff yeah and and they like go so hard out of the way to just like never mention a kiss or anything like cody thinks oh we have to get her to cry on us it's like no, what? No, this is this whole thing is about you two getting back together. Why? Why would that be the thing that breaks the spell? Uh, it. The more I think yeah. about it, the more I'm like, okay, this this story is just dumb. That's why the game. Yeah. I think the gameplay 
is so strong because it completely makes up for that story and makes it like I'm like, yeah, I can see why people that game of the year because the gameplay is so unique and, and good. Because I'm like, if it was just based on story, if this is a story based game only, not so like another like Psychonauts 2. I think the story and what they tackle in the game is really, really good, but the gameplay is like, I think it's fine. Like it feels like an early 2000s platformer, but just very pretty. But the story is very good, but the gameplay is like, whatever. And this one, it's the opposite. We're like, I love the gameplay in this, but I'm like, the story, I do not vibe with. So interesting, like game of the year contender games that are like opposites in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, I was quite yeah. surprised like that they actually got together. Like I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I really thought that they were going for the, oh, like, you've neglected like your like individual like self uh and you can be collaborative without like being romantic like i, I really thought that's where they're going with the uh the story and i i liked it for that reason and um yeah i think like it it is it, it, a bit odd like um because it doesn't feel entirely necessary like i think they like they could learn all the lessons that like they learned like without ending up like you know, uh, still married at the end of that game. Like, I think there's like plenty of valuable lessons there. And I think it kind of cheapens it to be like, oh, like, and now like that, you know, all this stuff, you have to stay like married. It's like, well, well, no, like, you know, you, you can, you can div divorce and have learned these lessons together and, and come out, you know, better, um, you know, through this weird, um, shrunk down clay experience or whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you guys on that. Um, and that's that's where I thought it was going. So, um, yeah, agree, agree, agree. Yeah, just imagine if like there's a sequel to this game, and it's just Cody and May having troubles again. Like, if, if they don't uh, break up that time, I'm going to literally scream. <laughs> Doctor Akeem is going to be called. It it, it 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 takes three, and it's like Cody's mistress. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> the babysitter. Damn oh my god. The babysitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Uh but I mean like wouldn't it I don't know, wouldn't it be more of a uh impactful like lesson for their child to say hey like we, we you know hey we realize like that uh you know yes we're we're divorcing but like we have to still be a family, you know? It's just it's going to look different now and I don't know. Like yeah, telling your child i mean it's one thing to be like yes work on relationships they can be difficult <laughs> to tell your child like you have to make it work no matter how you personally feel you gotta force it it's like that's that's you shouldn't tell that to your child yeah. at all that's it's a terrible message if, if you change the backdrop of this to like newlyweds or like you know like yeah. people that are like early in their like versus like the, the the divorce backdrop and i i know i i didn't pipe up but like yes i'm also like the my parents got divorced at four like i was four um like you know like yes like uh completely changes the tone i think like and kind of the plausibility like to have this kind of story if they're like young couple versus like you know where, where they're yeah. at clearly like they're like, learning to be together compared to oh, we've already stopped but it's like oh fix it now it's like maybe don't <laughs> i think or, it also oh, okay, sorry. sorry no no you're fine uh, <laughs> uh i was just gonna say i think it just also would have been cool to just get a story about divorce that it actually would happen because like I said, it's the whole fairy tale trope that they end up together again. Like, no, if like, if let's say halfway through the game, they actually divorced and everything, it was official. Then they become dolls and everything. And, and then it's just them like learning how to change that lifestyle because that is a big lifestyle change. Uh, I went through it and it, you just got to learn how to like communicate with the other person and like, 
how are we scheduling everything out? How's how are we uh, moving on, but also showing our daughter that, hey, this is fine. Like, this is a good thing. Like, life is going to be so much more tolerable for everyone involved if we do this. There's nothing like that on the gaming market. And all this game ended up being, story-wise, uh, is just another, eh, everything's fine at the end. Whatever. Definitely go kill those squirrels once they turn back human. But all right, uh, that'll be it for the end of the show. Last, okay, does it every? I mean, I already know the answer. Do you guys recommend playing this game to everyone? Yes. 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 Big thumbs up. Have fun with your buddies and uh, get that free friend pass. <laughs> all right, so that's the end of the show. Everyone, thank you for joining Barf. Backlog, accomplishments. Jesus Christ in heaven. Backlog, accomplishments <laughs> with Respawn and friends. I've been working for 12 hours. Barf! Uh, yeah. Uh, outros. We'll go ahead and do it again. Chris, where can people find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter at It's Waterman or at ECG Pod. Uh, I host the uh, East Coast Games podcast along with Adam, George, Bobby, Zach, Erica, and is that everybody? Did I, get I everybody? think you're right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> A lot right. of people. Anyway, yeah, we talk about all kinds of good nerd stuff. Good time. And get Chris on your podcast, people. He's fun. To, he talks about other stuff. Yeah, I want to guest well. on more stuff, so please. No doubt. Joel? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Campos63, um, as well as at Pixel Street. That's where me and John post all our videos we post on YouTube, along with our podcast, Pixel Street Podcast. Uh, yeah, or twitch.tv slash Campos63. I can be found opening Pokemon cards from time to time there. Very nice. John? And I'm John Hansen. You can find me on Twitter at Revic Shadows. I also write for a gaming site called Gamepur. I mostly cover guides, but I do some reviews and features in there as well. So I cover a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah, our YouTube channel, Pixel Street Videos, we also put up a bunch of stuff. Um, if you want to know why or how Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi got their names, I just put up a video about that. So that's kind of cool. I saw that earlier today. It was very awesome. All right. Was it was someone saying something? Am I crazy? This is a mess. Anyways, thank <laughs> you guys for joining us. And we will see you next time.